Everybody, this is Joshua Hatton with One Nation Under Whiskey Podcast. I am joined today, and I'm joined as always by my good friend, my business partner, my soulmate, Mr. Jason Johnston Yellen. <laughs> you had something new every time. I don't expect it. It's I'm listening to you there, and you say joined today, and as always, yeah. It's been a while. Well, the listeners wouldn't know that, but it it really has been a while. That's a good point. Yes, we we managed to get some episodes stored away, mm-hmm. and and you were able to do some on the fly editing. But I was just thinking this when we we're scheduling today's conversation. Yeah, you, you and I haven't recorded together since we were actually in Chicago in person. What was that? Four weeks ago? Is that true? Has it been four weeks? It, it's gone fast. You've you've done a lot of travel. You've had a little vacation. I've done a ton of travel. Haven't had a vacation. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been a month, maybe a little over a month. And that was the recording that we did as sort of the Whiskey Jubilee Seattle wrap up. Yes. Episode. <laughs> yes. As we, <laughs> as we wrapped up Seattle from Chicago. Yes. <laughs> Trying to keep the order of how we've actually done things in place has been harder than actually making the episodes. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that hadn't resonated with you just yet. Uh, well, it, it, it really hasn't. And, <laughs> and now that I think about it, I, I think the correct course of action here, Jason. Yes, sir is to do a bit of a catch-up episode. I think that's smart. A, just to catch up with you, because, yeah, you're right. I mean, beyond texts and things like that, we really haven't connected too we much. Haven't. We haven't. And there's there's a bunch... You know what? Mail has been piling up. So there's some mail that I want to get to. <laughs> we have. We didn't squeeze it into the live Westland podcast because obviously that was a, an episode unto itself. Yep. We didn't get it into the Seattle Whiskey Jubilee episode. So, you know, that's not really a place that we ever do mail. So yeah. that's the the month of April. Uh, we haven't really done much uh, with mail. So, yeah, I, I think you're onto the right idea here. You and I can say hello and we hello. can catch up on some mail, some questions, we can catch up on some news. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's some good news. Yep, go on. Sorry. There's a, there's a bit of a misconception floating around that I know you want to get to. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's such an obvious one, too. But every time I hear it, I, it just it blows my mind what some people think. So, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that later. Yeah, I was traveling in Florida this past week, and I remember thinking to myself, Wow, that's a misconception we never covered. How did we not cover that? And uh, and then I probably forgot what the misconception was. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll continue to think about what it was that happened in Florida yeah. and see if I can bring that up in a future episode. Wow. Yeah, it's the misconception that that we write down our thoughts and prepare <laughs> for this podcast. 
I do. I do. I remember in the moment I thought, oh, Josh will like that one. Our listeners, that's going to be ideal. And uh, and then no. And then I, yeah. <laughs> Too much travel going on. Not enough thinking time. No. Not enough drinking time either. Hey, speaking of mm. drinking, what is in your glass? Good, sir. I'm going to... I'm going to uh, answer it in a leading way. Oh, interesting. Only because you and I are fortunate enough to have access to something that isn't yet in the United States. And just the other day, it was awarded 95 points at a judging competition. Oh, right. It is, of course. Yes. The Port Askeg eight-year-old. Oh, Nice. That is on its way to the United States. That is such a good little whiskey. It's so buttery. It's so much sugar cookie. I am I'm floored by it. And and seeing it get so many points, I thought was very well deserved. So is are, I'm excited. Are you saying you're you're tasting sugar cookie in the whiskey, or did you just call me sugar cookie? <laughs> Can't it be both? Oh, it can. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's one of those nice, bright whiskeys um, in terms of its color mm-hmm. that people wonder how so much flavor gets packed into it. And uh, I love pouring that type of whiskey. Yeah. Yep. You know what I love about that whiskey? Tell me and I will explore it while it's in my glass. It's the ABV. Yes. Forty-five point eight percent alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just around that forty-six threshold that we're all looking for. Do you know why it's forty-five point eight? I do, but I will allow you to tell the listeners. <laughs> this this gets back to uh, how my my gears get ground. Forty-five point eight percent alcohol is eighty proof. Now, as soon as I said that, eighty proof. Am I doing it? Well, yeah, yeah, you you did it right, but you... you... (laughs) I did it right in the wrong place? (laughs) No, you did it right. I I just imagined, as soon as I said 45.8% alcohol is is 80 proof, I imagine people just driving off the side of the road because their (laughs) mind has been blown. Well, Uh, I, I, I still listen very carefully since I let you away with saying smooth ambler. Uh, as a non-distiller producer, a number of episodes ago, and we had to go back and correct it. So I listened very carefully to what you say now. That hasn't always been the case, but I'm listening closer now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 45.8% is 80 proof, 80 British proof. Yes. Not not American proof, not American proof. Yeah, yeah, which, which is one of those funny things that a lot of bottlings, I would say all bottlings in the United States, kingdom are using 80 proof the system that we all understand in the united states right no, yeah. no official bottling is coming out according to british proof you know the the glenfarkle is 105 of course yes yeah that's that, a 105 british proof being 60 percent alcohol yes are there but any it's other, only yeah but it's only really the name of the release that's 105 the bottle still says 60 percent alcohol by volume well they call it 105 because it's 60 percent right but what but my point is it's not like the bottle says in the small print 105 british proof 
Oh, c- correct, correct. Yeah. yeah, you just that's the larger point. I'm yeah, making. yeah. Okay, that's 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 a really that's a large point you got there. Well, and that's why I wanted to get it in front of you because I felt like you were ignoring that large point. Well, it's always the large point. Wait, that's <laughs> your line. That's your line. <laughs> <laughs> always the large point with you. Um. <laughs> So, 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 what have you been up to in your whiskey life? Then we haven't we haven't really caught up in the last four weeks. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Here, before I, before we do that, yeah. What's in What's in your glass, Joshua? You know, I also have an Isla whiskey in my glass, but it's not Port cake. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Hold on, let me just take another sip of mine. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Again. Yes, good. That's good. I have a little bit. Of the original Kilhoman uh, port cask. Yes. Yes. Right? Oh, I just said... A hundred times yes. I just said that to somebody the other day. That 2014 release yeah. was a wonderful... And I, I don't have a lot of these. It was a wonderful afternoon dram. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it was just full of strawberries and cream. Yeah, and and I, and I tended to find if I had it in the evening, I just wasn't in a place to really gather the strawberries and cream. But if I had it in the afternoon, just as work was winding down, and I yeah. poured a measure of that port cask home, and it was the right time of day for it. So yeah, you know what's interesting is that those same notes that strawberries and cream, I get in our canvas twenty eight year old now obviously. Two hmm. very different whiskeys, but I get that strawberries and cream, almost strawberries and Cool Whip kind hmm. of thing going on in both whiskeys, just in this case, with a little bit of peat. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, good dram. I think we're I think we're both enjoying some good drams there. Yeah. Yep. We're we're lucky chaps. I always say that. We're very lucky chaps mm. with what we have access to and on our shelves. Indeed. So I'd asked you before. I'd I'd remember to reciprocate the in the glass question, mm. uh, and I was asking you what what have you been up to? <laughs> it's funny. So we we haven't really seen one another for well over a month. It's true. So that period of time has passed. <laughs> and <laughs> look look at you understanding the passing of time. I am impressed. <laughs> you have learned a lot in these four weeks. Yes, time. It begins in the future and then enters the present and then exits to the past. It doesn't begin in the future. <laughs> you don't think the future is currently in place? No, we're always in the past. We're always in the past. Oh, that's interesting. We're never even in the present. Oh, I, I think time exists in the future. We're just not experiencing it. <sighs> yeah, I, I feel like we don't experience anything until it is past. Mm, that's a shame. Maybe that just speaks to your speed. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so what have I been up to? Um, well, I've got some Whiskey-wise. In- we, whis- we don't need your life story of the last oh, four weeks. Just whiskey. Right. That's all we're interested in here, Joshua. Well, you I'll don't t- have to tell us about band camp. And one time at band camp, we weren't supposed to have pillow fights, but we had a pillow fight, and it was so much fun. And this one time, we all lost our music, and we were supposed to play this song, but we didn't know it. So we just made it up, and we kept playing and playing, and the conductor didn't know what we were doing, and it was so funny. I tell you, 
I I had a really interesting slash fun time, uh, and this is this is just whiskey whiskey fun. I don't, I don't know if you know that. Oh, you you do know this. I run. No, let me rephrase this. You you walk. I walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of a local bourbon group, the Connecticut Bourbon Lovers, yes. and we all got together uh, about two weeks ago at the Owl Shop in Connecticut, which okay. is, I think, Connecticut's only cigar bar. So about 10 of us got together and drank bourbon and smoked cigars, and it was nice to just hang out with people, drink whiskey, talk whiskey, and not have to work whiskey. Does yep. that make sense? Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> I know exactly where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, I I had a moment uh, last week in Florida, and we'll get back to other things you've been up to, but I had a moment last week in Florida where I was at a retail store. I was uh, leading a tasting with a whiskey group um, in in the Orlando part of Florida. And and I, I very quickly realized that they wanted to talk as much as I wanted to listen. And, hmm. and it, it, it very quickly became a very conversational tasting. Uh, and I, I know you do a ton of tastings as well as I do. You get that feeling when you walk into a lot of places that people have paid their money and they're going to sit and they're going to listen to what you say and they're going to taste your whiskey yeah. and and their experience is to receive. Mm-hmm. And and then by about the third or fourth whiskey, they start warming up a little bit and you hear from them a little bit more. This group came in ready to talk. And, and it was, yeah, it was a real nice kind of, it was a pleasant um, diversion for me from my normal uh, tastings, and and it's it's funny because I know there are a lot of a lot of people um, who, if they're going to present a tasting, like to know what it is they're going to be saying, mm-hmm. like it to be known that the audience listens and then asks questions at the end, and and I I enjoyed you know knowing that I was flexible enough to just have a have a nerd conversation with wow. them and just see see what was interesting to them and and then kind of slide in the products I was showing them the brands that I was presenting to them sure but just just seeing what they wanted to to nerd out about I was it was really nice I, I, and I'm if I tried to force it back to oh no no I'm presenting you're listening then it would have been a struggle of a night but just hmm. having a conversation real nice real fun. So I know where you're coming from on just sitting back. And even though, yes, I was still working, I still felt like I was just geeking out with some whiskey nerds. Wow. Good for you that you were able to be that flexible in your tasting to do that. Because when I present, I, I wouldn't say my presentations are, are cookie cutter or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm always doing the same thing. Now, granted, there are certain points that I always want to talk about. And there are certain things, depending on the the knowledge of the group, that you know, I I, I want to make sure they have some basic understandings and things like that. But yep, depending on the depending on the night when I'm educating, when I'm doing a seminar, that's exactly what's happening. I am the educator; those are my students, 
and I don't think I've allowed myself to to break that to to get into some sort of a uh, a real dialogue and and maybe I'm wrong maybe that's just me being hypercritical of myself and yeah. and maybe there have been you know just nerdy conversations but I don't know it didn't feel that way to me so that's interesting cool. yeah. yeah yeah no it was a small group they 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 were knowledgeable they'd clearly attended very good presentations before and so there were even areas where I didn't feel like I needed to reiterate stuff that they knew. And it's funny, that's one thing you and I talk about when we lead our whiskey tours of Scotland mm-hmm. and you get access to, to kind of going behind the scenes of a distillery and someone will say to you, okay, I understand your group's knowledgeable. I won't belabor all the usual points. Uh, instead, I'll just kind of go to the higher end knowledge stuff and we'll get through here quickly. Yeah. And, yeah. and within two minutes... They can't help themselves, and I don't. I'm not being critical here. Um, they can't help themselves. They just revert back to the script that they share four or five times a day, and <laughs> and and I found myself in that moment last week where I was like, I could just reiterate all the things you know, or I could just kind of relax and and geek out with you and and tell you how that affects these distilleries that I'm presenting to you, uh, and it worked out great. Yeah, we yeah we yeah we we nerded it out. I, I was yeah, I enjoyed it. Huh. So, so what else? What else have you been up to? Uh, I, I've been catching up on some reading, some whiskey blog reading. Ah. And there was a, a really interesting one, written by David Jennings on Rare Bird One Hundred One. Uh huh. Know him? Yes. Yep. And good uh, lad. Ver- yep, very good lad, and and I really I enjoy his reviews. I enjoy his opinion pieces, and he had a recent one that talked about what he what he views as a, a new golden era for wild turkey, and he mm. sort of breaks down, you know, era by era, how the whiskey has changed, how you know wild turkey has evolved. And changed, and and I thought it was such a great piece, and and the reason why it comes to mind is I haven't read I haven't read a blog, and fuck knows how long, <laughs> right? I just I don't have the time, and you know I have my favorites that I'll always go back to, you know Serge and Ruben, uh, and all that, but I used to read quite a few blogs, and and I haven't in a while, but. I tell you, I, th- I thought that piece was just really well well done, really well thought out. Nice. Yeah, so any listeners want to check that out, it's worth listening, rarebird101.com, and it's uh, the golden new golden era of wild turkey or, or something like that. Yeah, so it was cool. a good piece. Cool, I'll have to give it a read for myself. That's not something that I'm up to speed on either. Yeah. What about you? What you been up to? A lot of travel. So I mentioned uh, last week I was in Florida. The week before that I was in Atlanta, um, and so those are those are pretty full times. Um, and it's funny. I I say to my wife a lot, like, yeah, I don't drink that much. Uh, mostly, and what I mean by that is when I'm on the road traveling for work. I'm tasting people on the products that I'm tasting people exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I might I might go somewhere and get a, a goza or a sour after work just to kind of refresh the pipes. 
and then I'll go to the hotel room, you know, and and sleep and get up the next day and do another day of work. Um, and so, but so yes, so when I'm home, I'm not doing a lot of drinking mm. outside of work, whether we're tasting casks or writing notes or or confirming what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Um, and so I, I haven't actually seen any of my, my local people for, for, uh, for drams, uh, mostly bourbon locally here in Virginia. Um, but oh. I, I will be seeing you on the day this podcast goes live in yes, you Connecticut. Will. Yes, you will. Uh, and when you and I get together, we tend to catch up on beers and catch up on drams. And so I, I fully imagine that we'll we'll taste some some good stuff. I, I, I will tell you this, though, and, and I know you already know this, but for the listeners, I was, I was in Atlanta and I had a meeting with the number one store in all of Georgia. And I presented my products. They went over fantastically well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and on my way out, I was just checking the whiskey selection and seeing some arrangements and seeing where things were positioned and whatnot. And I saw nine different Springbank slash Long Row skews, uh, different different releases. Nice from from Springbank, including some Long Row, and. I texted you immediately. <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, was it the Long Row 15 single cask? Was that the photo I sent you first? Yes, <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. You know, for for all the stores I visit, for all the stores you visit, seeing nine different Springbanks was shocking. Absolutely shocking to me. And, and wonderfully so. And so the long row 15 single cask. It's a Chardonnay cask. It was. It yeah. was. It was a mixed cask. I think it was bourbon for a while and then in Chardonnay for a while. I think it's a sister cask to the one we got from the Caddenheads warehouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so, yeah, putting those side by side is, is going to be super smart. And then, as I had you saying, uh, yes, I'll I'll take one of those. I I'd also spied the thirteen-year-old Springbank oh. uh, um, single air. cask, and that's what I was ah. getting to. Yeah, because I'm I'm like, can I get the long row fifteen single cask? And the Springbank thirteen single cask, and then I turned the bottle around and it said fresh sherry. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is a no-brainer." Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> but 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 I, I had something of a a reverse moment that no. that I think yeah. And I, I was curious to get your perspective on this. I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at uh, an OB right, a, an official bottling or a known bottling yep. of Springbank single cask. And I'm thinking to myself, if this was put out by an independent bottler, yeah, I would have already bought this. Oh right? yeah, the, oh the, easily. I no would already brainer. be at the yeah. register buying this, and especially for the pricing. You know, I think the prices were somewhere around one thirty something and one twenty something, maybe if if memory serves. Mm-hmm. Um, which amazing good deal, and so I I had that can talk with myself, which was. If you would have already bought this, if it was independently bottled, 
why are you delaying with it coming straight from the distillery? And I I thought that was such an interesting moment because think of the work we do with with Single Cast Nation, Exclusive Malts. We're having conversations with people who are saying, now, why would I want to buy a Laphroaig, for example, that's not bottled by Laphroaig? And and here I am having a moment where I'm like, <laughs> why why would I want a single cast that was put out by the distillery? It was <laughs> such a weird moment. <laughs> so you want okay? So that that is weird. It it sort of flips everything on its head. But here's something that I'll say. Uh, I have seen that long grow single cast, fifteen years, fifteen or sixteen years old, right? spent first part of its life in bourbon, second part of its life in Chardonnay. And the only reason why I said, yes, please get me one of those bottles is because you had said, oh, you know, it's going to be a great side-by-side yes. to the one from the Caddenheads. Yes. And, um, but the reason why I've passed it up each time Oh, the guys at Spring, Game, Spring Bank are going to kill me. I didn't find the label that interesting. <laughs> it's almost like going to a bookstore and you, you heard of the author. You're familiar with his or her works. <laughs> but whoever came up with the artwork just did kind of a shit job. And so you're like, ah, it doesn't look that interesting because the cover doesn't look that interesting. Oh, my goodness. I Oh, no, I, I liked it. I thought it was a oh, really nice yeah. little label on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, please don't misunderstand. I'm not calling it a, a shit label. Um, it just it didn't grab my attention, and it's oh. it's so interesting that you know, given given how long I've been drinking whiskey, given you know my my affinity <laughs> both for independent bottlings and owners bottlings, IBs and OBs, that still a label will sway me. Uh, one way or the other. That's quite the confession. Like, For me, it, that label speaks to the simplicity uh, that but, I associate but with you, the Springbank Distillery. But but you know, the label that spoke to me more was the one from maybe the late, you know, 2008, 9, 10, 11, somewhere around there, where all of the labels looked handwritten <laughs> for the, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, for the single cask and uh, like those ones, which oh yeah, were simple and handwritten, kind of brown yeah, color, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, the reason I'm I'm saying yes as effusively as I am is I'm actually staring at a long row seven that was gifted to me from you. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I'm looking at that front and center on my shelf. Yeah, those are cracking labels. Those are really nice. And and. Yeah, and the newer ones are are very simplistic, but they're just a little vanilla for me, and and, mm. and I just I pass it up, and I know that's stupid. I know it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm still bringing it on Wednesday. You're still gonna give me money for it. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the final moment for me, and I was texting you as well, was, uh, and you made me laugh about this one. I was telling you they had a local barley. 10-year-old on their shelf. Oh, yeah. 
and and you were busy saying that that's a hundred and fifty dollar bottle where I am, and I said, oh yeah, it, it, there's only one, but it's ninety five dollars. And and I it's funny I've told this story to a few different whiskey people as well. There was a couple of minutes of silence as I kept looking on the shelf and and you were quiet on text. And then after a couple of minutes, you texted me and you said, are you buying that local barley 10 year old? (laughs) (laughs) And I wrote you back immediately and I said, fuck yeah. (laughs) I know a deal when I see one. (laughs) It's a really good deal. It's a good whiskey too. I've tasted it. It's, 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 It's a good whiskey. Um, that made me laugh, though, when you were just like very, very quietly like, are you getting that one? <laughs> hey. Well, yes, yes, I am. Sir. Yeah, I, I felt a bit like Oliver Twist asking mm-hmm. you that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some local barley? <laughs> no. <laughs> um okay so 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 yeah that was that was a real highlight for me so yes i i walked out of that store uh spending a, a fair amount of money mm-hmm. but it it was it was essential given given the fact that they had <laughs> nine nine skews on the on the shelf so happy to support them and really excited that's now a store i'll be keeping a very close eye on and see what their relationship with Springbank looks like yeah, I like purchasing bottles to make room for the bottles I want to sell. <laughs> purchasing bottles to make room for the bottles you want yeah, to sell? Yeah, it's a perfect okay. opportunity. You know, buy a single cask, uh-huh. right? That's not going to get replaced again. It's likely sold out. Uh-huh. And now you have more room for some of the whiskeys that we sell. <laughs> it's a strategy, Jason. It works. I've gotten placements. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I thought you were saying that as a collector. No, slash, no, no, no. Slash uh, consumer. No, you you were saying as somebody selling bottles to stores. Yeah. And oh, saying yeah. like, oh, you've got a spot on your shelf where that, that <laughs> 10-year-old local barley used to be. <laughs> oh, boy, do I have a Portis cake for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Try this, Kilhoman. <laughs> Try this exclusive malt. Um. So, so yeah, we were saying so. We're chit-chatting away here, catching up. But we also said we had some some questions to catch up on. Um, you're you you're the man uh, looking in the places where the questions are coming into. Yeah. Um, do you have do you have one saved to the fore? Are all of these emailed questions? Are you also thinking some some Twatterton questions? Uh, it, it's Any? a mix. It's yeah. It's a okay. it's a mix. So let me. Any from the face place? There may be, but let me okay. let let's start off. Okay, <laughs> this 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 is this, this is a good one, and and it actually I think helps us to talk a bit about our next podcast, the one okay. that's coming directly after this. So this is that, that tends to be a what next means and b how time works. So carry on. <laughs> I to, I told you I've just discovered all this. It's a, it's a whole new world. <laughs> Time is, is shocking to you. This is amazing. <laughs> so, so this email came from a new friend of ours, uh, Matt Skinny Roberts. Oh, good lad. Yes, he was in the previous episode. Yes, he was. That's uh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that that was good. And so he reaches out and he says, "Oi, gentlemen," and it's <laughs> "Oi," 
So I'm thinking right. it's like the punk rock oi, not the oi, 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 oi. Yeah. Oi, oi, oi. So he says, um, uh, first, thanks for including me uh, on the panel at Westland. You're very welcome. Oh, man, that worked out fantastically. Yeah, it, was, it was great having him. I said I had a cracking good time, learned quite a bit. Second, thank you all for moving the Orkney that you all been blathering on and on about <laughs> to special <laughs> projects. <laughs> because then he says, when I heard, listening to the podcast, that it was slated for retail that uh-huh. Washington doesn't have, I was uh-huh. devastated. He says, yesterday's podcast brought a little light into my life, knowing I could now get my grubby hands on it. Wow, uh, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to it being my first of many single cast nation purchases. And then he says, now for the question, much like the birds from Finding Nemo. When, 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 when. <laughs> mine, mine. Um, <laughs> uh, he says, no, really, is there an estimated date range uh, to constantly monitor the website so I don't miss out? Would be greatly appreciated. Cheers and be lucky. Skinny. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yep. I thought you'd like that. Yeah, I always like it when people write in with these questions because it, it gives me a chance to get the answer from you as well. So, oh, so, so this is <laughs> this is what I will say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a non-answer coming. <laughs> well, there's there's an answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is this is what this is what I'll say, mm-hmm. and this bleeds into the news a little bit. Mm-hmm. The bottling itself is about to be loaded on a container uh, to hit the water. And my hope is that this, along with our third release of Single Cast Nation bottlings, will leave Scotland next week. And then you're looking at about six weeks thereafter to hit our shores. Mm-hmm. Six, six to eight weeks. So do the math. July 1? There you go. That works. <laughs> Hopefully in okay. time for America Day. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But yeah. the reason why it lines up a bit with our next podcast episode, which, by the way, Jason, is the one after this one. <laughs> You're good. You're good. That time on vacation, reading A Brief History of Time, has worked out fantastically well for you. <laughs> We're Stephen Hawking when you need him. Unfortunately, dead. Yeah, time won. I know. Time was not on his side. Actually, I'll tell you it was. Time is on my side. Yes, it is. Time is on my side. Yes, it is. Now you all were saying that you want to be free, but you'll come running back. (laughs) We don't have to go down that black hole. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're such a dad. You have such a shit-eating grin on your face right now. <laughs> you made a joke about black holes and Stephen Hawking. <laughs> you were like, I am so awesome. Everybody loves my jokes. I just won. I just won. <laughs> um, so. <sighs> yes, yes. The next episode 
coming up is going to detail. How should I say this, Jason? Poorly. Poorly. I just love the thought of people in their cars saying poorly before I did. That's <laughs> that's the thought that I love. <laughs> so, like like Skinny uh, pointed out so eloquently in his email, we have slated this for special projects division. But we have mentioned or hinted to in the past that this is such a special project uh, that we can't really talk about it, but it will be sold online. But in two weeks from this recording, when the next recording comes out, (laughs) all will be revealed. All will be known as to why this is a special release. Skinny, I hope that answers that and sort of hooks you into listening to next week's episode or our next episode two weeks from now. Uh, we got a question from Ben Homan. I know the name. You know the name. He's a uh, he's a Connecticut guy. He's the son of Mark Homan. They're both ah, in yes. they're both in my bourbon group. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. My local bourbon group. And, and I say mine. It's, it's not mine. I'm just a part <laughs> of it. You're just influenced by that Finding Nemo reference from Skinny. Mine, mine, <laughs> mine, mine. mine. <laughs> and uh, so the subject says, "What I believe." is a common misconception. Oh. He says, I have a feeling that I know the answer to this question, but I would like to check with the experts. I've had a couple of my friends and family members say that they have read that whiskey, or maybe it's just bourbon in general, is switched from barrel to barrel every two years. Like... (laughs) Here's why I'm laughing. Okay. I, I, I like it when misconceptions and and this is about truth in general i like it when misconceptions have a level of precision to them Mm. that is completely meaningless that's what i like about that yeah Yeah. like every two years they change like the, the the clock pieces in the distillery manager's office go off accurately yeah yeah Time to change 25 casks today. <laughs> Time to make the donuts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's interesting. Yeah, that there's a piece of information that's so very specific. Yes. But yet has nothing to do with reality and where did it come yeah. from. Yeah. But if, but if you didn't know, you would think to yourself, because why, it's, yes. But why would it be exactly two years if it was incorrect? So, Good. That, that's why I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not but, laughing at anybody asking something. No, silly. no, no, no. It's the level of precision that made me chuckle. And I know you're not, but I think it. I think it is specific, specifically that level of specification yep. that makes people say, "Wait a second. Yeah, that's like, yeah, it, that's. It seems like that could be true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So carry on. Let's see if there are more layers to this. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it says, like you guys have mentioned, warehouses will switch casks if it's leaking or some sort of other problem. But this idea of switching casks every two years seems to be false and go against (laughs) what I know of aging whiskey. Yeah. He says, thank you, guys. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's simple and straightforward. Yeah. So, So first off, 
the answer to the question is no, that is not a common practice, be it be it bourbon, be it scotch whiskey, be it Japanese whiskey. Yes, Jason. Let me, let me raise this, though. Okay. I think there, I know where it came from, but go on. Well, and maybe that's what I'm going to speak to is if there are precise numbers associated with what you can call your brown spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And after two years, that means something. And after four years, that means something. I wonder if that's the kernel for for somebody starting to think, well, two and four. And if you moved after two, you'd still have it after four. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder if that's at play. So at two years, you can call a bourbon or a rye straight whiskey. Exactly. And that, I think, is where the misconception comes from. <coughs> if someone had heard, oh, yeah, at two years, that's straight whiskey, mm-hmm. someone might think, okay, but this one's eight years old. So at two years, may, they must have moved it to something else. Yep. Um, but let's, let's think about this logistically. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and, and I'll make quick work of this because yes. I know you and I don't have too much time. Correct. Let's stick with bourbon, right? Because we think that this misconception comes from the bourbon world with that two-year thing, right? Two years straight bourbon. Heaven Hill just filled their eight millionth cask. This month. This month. They have warehouse after warehouse after warehouse that goes up to, I think one of their warehouses has up to 12 floors. I remember. Okay. They're not stocking 8 million casks, but they're stocking hundreds of thousands of casks. Yeah. Right? Logistically, if they needed to swap out, to to dump a barrel and then put it into another barrel... Logistically, it just could not work. If you look at how a warehouse is set up, it, they have to bring it to the bottling hall to dump it and then put it into a new tanker that, that becomes a new filling station. It, it just it doesn't work. And I, and I do like that Ben kind of, you know, he knew off the bat. He said, gosh, this doesn't sound like it's real at all. However, people are saying this, and I want to make sure. So, yeah. Well, well, and and enough enough truthiness in the form of, you know, full accuracy that that just gives you enough pause to say, but but what what if? Maybe. So, yeah, it's also one of those things. You you don't know how vociferously people will hold on to their position. You know, if if Ben was to say, come come on now, think about that. And they say, no, that's what I heard. That's that's what I heard. That's what I was told by somebody who knew whiskey. Uh, in fact, I think they actually were employed by a whiskey company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And so actually this, and I'm not going to do it now, but this, what what we're talking about now is directly connected to my misconception that we'll have in a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, we had another question. This is good. I like this. This is yeah. getting caught up here. Yeah, I, I like it. It's um, also been funny because since we've been out and about, we've seen people who wrote into the yeah. questions podcast, yeah. and there's a, a couple of them. 
um, who had said, well, will you will you answer any more of my questions? Or we'd said to them, hey, thanks for mm. sending so many. We'll try and return to some. Um, and so we, we still have questions in the, in the background here. <laughs> so they never always go away. So. Yeah. No, and, and I have... I have two more that I want to read. Is that okay? okay? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, okay. So this one's from John Kazmarek. Okay. John okay. K. Johnny K. Okay. And he says, J&J. Oh, that's smart. That's that's, that's a smart. man who knows yeah. his podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's no, good. He knows. Okay, yes, J&J. <laughs> you're, you're John, I'm glad you put me first. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you, you were going to love this question. Okay. 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 So just hear it out. Just, I want you to hear the whole okay, thing. Okay, I will not jump in. Okay. Don't I jump will, in. I will drink as you are yeah. telling it to me. Are, do you have anything new in your glass? Or you're still going with the Pordesky? Um, You'd mentioned some Kilhoman over there. It's yeah. very simple. Kilhoman Sinead. Just oh, okay. lovely, lovely, predominantly sherry Kilhoman. Okay. Cool. I'm still working on my, my Kilhoman. Beauty. Yeah, I just poured a little more. <laughs> beauty, beauty. Okay, so J&J, love listening to the show for all the Whiskey Geek information. Dad jokes, Magic Tavern <laughs> references. <laughs> hey, you weren't supposed to cut in. Still drinking, I'm still drinking. <laughs> Dad jokes, Magic Tavern references, penis humor, and back it ups um, I can handle. Uh, I learn something new with every podcast I listen to. My question is about the cask after it's selected uh, and dumped for bottling. Do you have a storage unit with empty casks? Do you sell it back to the cask broker, distillery, or to recuperage? I partially got the answer in the mailbag episode when you stated you sent a cask to Fidencio to be filled with Espadine. Uh, that's Miscal, uh, for those of you that are not familiar with who with uh, who Fidencio are or what Espadine is. Um, and he goes on, but I wasn't sure if this was the standard practice or not. Keep up the fantastical podcast. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. I think I think John Kay understands us. And so thank you for that. Um, there, there was a part that I was going to answer. Uh, yes, I would I would send you, John... Back to our Glen Murray episode, when Graham Cool talks about the need to fill into fresh casks. Mm-hmm. And so we do not have a storage unit full of empty casks. No. As, if there's a cask that we want to refill, we will move it as quick as we can so yeah. that it's it's juicy. That That's the... The descriptor I've been using when when kind of relaying Graham Cool's position to mm-hmm. people, um, I we we want it to arrive fresh and juicy, and and have <laughs> new make poured into it. You know, I've only seen Volume Seven in that fresh series. and juicy. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorites. So, um, so yeah, so so there's no storage unit. The the other part, and, and there's no reason for me answering both parts of this, but I I will continue since I have the floor is there's a lot of casks that we get where we might see something in refill. That's not something we have more plans for. Uh, We're we're happy to get the liquid out of that. If a broker wants to keep it or move it around or use it for storage, that's fine. That's one less moving headache that we've got. Sure. 
Um, but there have been times where we've we've um, purchased a mature cask of whiskey from a distillery mm-hmm. and then sent that cask back to the same distillery to be filled with new make spirit. Correct. So yeah, we 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 kind of change by the cask. And anything that doesn't give us a headache is good. And then anything that we have specific designs for, uh, we will most definitely use again. Yeah, I also know that our bottler will, if 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 there are casks that we don't need anymore, quite often he'll take that and he he sends them off to uh, local florist people and they turn them into you know small flower beds. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I know some people up north will um, send them off and they'll get turned into furniture, even garden benches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, David Sturk at Creative Whiskey Company has that amazing table oh, and, my and chair set yeah. that weighs a ton um, but has split staves um, with glass top over mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And you just look down into the charred depths as beautiful, absolutely spectacular. So yeah, yeah, even using them for furniture. So yeah, number of options with them. Yeah, okay. solid, solid question. Yeah. Can, let me just let me just add to John uh, for just a second here. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. One of the things that interests me, um, I was I was making a, a presentation to a store owner the other week, and I was talking about Tamdu, and I was saying, um, Tamdu are sherry focused. Uh, even to the point of new ownership going in, selling off all the bourbon cast maturing stock. Mm-hmm. And and the store owner had said to me, wow, I never I never considered a distillery deciding or being focused on the type of wood they would mature in. Wow. Yeah. And it's a, maybe maybe there's a misconception in there. Um but but I tried to kind of politely talk about dis distilleries are making decisions all day every day about everything mm. uh, and i was trying to say you know if, if sherry wood is going to cost you you know 1200 bucks ballpark for a butt and bourbon wood is going to cost you ballpark 120 bucks for a barrel um and you're only going to get you know ballpark twice as much storage out of a butt a butt but you're going to pay 10 times the price you got to make a decision about how you're spending money on wood um, it, it, it's serious business. And so one of my takeaways is that I think a lot of consumers, a, a bottle of whiskey is the beginning, middle and end of the entire process. Yeah, Whiskey simply exists in a bottle. And you go to the liquor store where it lives mm-hmm. and you take it off the liquor store and you give money to the clerk and then you take that bottle home and you consume it by yourself or with friends. And that's that's the lifespan of a whiskey. Yeah. And, yeah. and so to have John saying, I understand there are casks involved. I understand that they would have a life after you, maybe a secondary life through you. Like that speaks to a level of knowledge of the industry that is far beyond the majority of whiskey lovers Mm. that that I encounter and you encounter um it was it was a nice question and, and it's always nice to you know obviously we've said it before the the level of knowledge of our average listener is far beyond that 
of, yeah, of yeah, the, the yeah, standard yeah. consumer, the average consumer that we encounter. At the same time, if you don't know much and you want to learn, hopefully we'll be your guys as well. So. Nice. Cool. Cool. Okay, one more and then we'll transition into news. Yes. Okay, this one comes from Paul Marco. Mm-hmm. And he says, Joshua and Jason. Oh, such a beautiful opening. Yeah, ah. it, was, it was close to perfection, um, but he got it wrong. Unlucky, no. Paul. Next time. <laughs> he says, I don't know about you, but the term single grain whiskey is a bit frustrating to me. <laughs> okay. He says, as I understand it, this is just a blended, in quotes, blended whiskey that is made by a single distillery. And that's that's the question. Um, why don't distilleries disclose the types of grain yeah, oh, in the yeah. bottles of single grain? Yeah. Can a distillery use any grain, rice, corn, wheat, etc., or a combination of grains in any proportion and still call it single grain? Okay. Oh, hold on. <laughs> There's more. Says, Thank you for the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. You're yes. welcome. Yeah, you know. Thank you for writing Jason and Joshua next time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so to fully understand the term single grain whiskey, I think one must fully understand the term single malt, right? Single malt whiskey. And... And, and Paul, I, I, I don't want you to think that I'm saying, oh, you, you don't understand what you're talking about or you don't understand what it's saying. I, I'm talking to everybody who's listening here, okay? Single malt whiskey, single grain whiskey. We've done this before, right? Whiskey is a distillate or a spirit from a grain. Malt, if it were single malt, that's your grain, malted barley. And the word single applies to the distillery. Mm-hmm. So it's a single distillery that's making, in this case, grain whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why it's a frustrating term because people would say, oh, single grain whiskey, it's a single grain. What grain is it? And yes. to, to answer your, your, you know, the sort of the second part of your question of can a distillery use any grain, uh, the answer is yes. There, these single grain, these distilleries that are making single grain Scotch whiskey, for the most part nowadays, are using about ten percent malted barley, ninety percent wheat. Would you call it single grain Scotch whiskey? If oh yes, Scotch... that's the, that is the legal term, my friend. Oh boy, because Scotch means it's distilled, matured, and bottled in Scotland. But it's single grain. It's not the Scotch product whiskey. of 100% malted barley. doesn't matter. You have blended Scotch whiskey, single malt Scotch whiskey, okay. single grain Scotch whiskey. Okay. The Scotch part just nods to the fact that it's whiskey distilled, matured, and bottled in Scotland. I, I hate to be telling a, a Scotsman this, this, this news. This sounds this sounds more con- well. You know my issues with the SWA, so my my well, issues with them, not with Joshua Hatton. Yeah, so so I'm just going by what their rules state. They call the Scotch whiskey. Yeah, yeah. 
And so it's a scotch whiskey. Okay, what type of scotch whiskey? Is it single grain? Is it single malt? Is it blended malt? Is it blended scotch whiskey? You have all of these different uh, modifiers that affect what type of scotch whiskey it is, but it's whiskey made in Scotland. I feel they cause more problems for themselves than they solve. But anyway, that's that's not that's neither here nor there. That's a question for another day. So back to yeah. Paul Markle's question. Yeah. So single grain Scotch whiskey. So for the most part, what grain distilleries want to do is they want to use whatever the the least expensive grain is. Mm-hmm. And typically, you're going to look at an unmalted grain because it costs money to malt. Yeah. So they're going to use an unmalted grain. But you need something malted in there to kick off the fermentation process because it's still the same thing. It's still beer that's been distilled. So they'll use about 10% malted barley to kick off the fermentation process. Uh, And then the rest of the grain just sort of provides, you know, for the wash that they'll then distill into a spirit. Uh, Having said that, I'm trying to think. It may be Invergordon recently switched back to corn, mm-hmm. even though corn is not a cheaper grain than wheat is. Yeah. And they, as I understand that, they did that specifically for for flavoring purposes. They realized that the grain itself is offering flavor. Okay. It'd be good to know for sure which distillery that is. I know for a fact that if you look in the malt whiskey yearbook, the 2000, I think it's the 2017 edition. Okay. Uh, there's a whole article about single grain Scotch whiskey, and and the the author who I think is Gavin Smith indicates exactly which distillery that is. Oh, awesome. Okay. I'll, yeah. I, I read it when the book came out. I'll have to go back and revisit it with a closer eye. Yeah. So yeah. So the the term, just like Jason said, the you know the SWA. Do not make these terms very easy, but if you <laughs> – uh, and, and I always like to present it backwards, <laughs> right? Single grain Scotch whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey made in Scotland from grain at a single distillery. Yeah, that is, if, that's yeah. smart. That's a good way to do it. I like that. So that's it for questions. I mean, there, there are more than that, but those were the ones that, that, that I really have been wanting to, to address as of late. Okay. And we answered all of Paul's question? I think we did. Okay. Um, as I understand it, it's just a blended whiskey that's made from a single distillery. So that's, the mash... That's, the, that's yeah. the part for me, the there blended whiskey part. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a blended whiskey. It's the mash bill is a blend. The whiskey isn't a blend. The mash bill is a blend. And the mash bill typically nowadays is malted barley with wheat unmalted wheat good cool good yeah 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 I, like i say a lovely to catch up b lovely to cover some questions um let's jump into news history history read all about it life story of playboy penny extra history extra extra read all about it me and that playboy jason what do we have for news what can you tell us well you teased some of our very special project division Orkney. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you'd like to add to that special projects division Orkney? I want to talk about it so badly <laughs> because Jason, this 
this project uh-huh. combines two I'm things. So excited that that you and I. <laughs> I love the it, label. It, I know. Oh, it's great. I love the label. Yeah, it just it just brings so many things together. <laughs> And so this this is this is what I will say. This is what I will say. Mm-hmm. And you hinted at you hinted at it a bit. Oh, did I? Well, you said you love the label, <laughs> right? So so that is a hint to the fact that this label is going to look a bit different. But in speaking with uh, Moana, who is our our label designer for Whiskey Jubilee, yes, uh, she she helped us with this label too. And she had said to me, this has got to be the most fun and exciting label that I've ever done. She could not get enough of it. And that's a lady who's put out all of our Whiskey Jubilee labels. Yeah. And yeah, some, for, of, some of them are crazy good. Yeah, the past six years. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm trying not to say anything. The other news would be we finally released our Port Charlotte 14-year-old. Which makes this old news. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also a catch-up episode, so it's catch-up oh, it news. Catch- oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You know, here's, here's a results episode. We launched it. It sold out really, really fast. It did not crash anything. You know what? In a way, I was excited. In a way, a bit disappointed. I, yeah. Are we going to reveal the number? How about you say it? Listeners, you know that we were excited about it. You know that we were anxious to get to the pre-sale date. It sold out in 39 minutes. Yeah. It didn't crash anything, which was a little disappointing. <laughs> but boy, oh boy, did it move. And this was one per person. Oh yes, yes. So yes, I, yes. I, I remember driving back home. I I was at uh, Justin Fernal's house, uh-huh. aka Baron Ambrosia, aka one of the Great Isla Swim swimmers, and I have to use ways to get home because he's in Yonkers and I don't know how to get home from Yonkers. I'm a Connecticut boy. I don't know those roads, and my phone is blowing up. Bottle sale, bottle sale, bottle sale, bottle sale, bottle Notification sale. Notification over the top of your directions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so that sold out quickly, which brings me to what I think is going to sell out even quicker. Just before you move on, and I agree with you, I know exactly what you're going to say. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. The Port Charlotte that sold out lickety split mm-hmm. on pre-sales, shipping the beginning of May. I know mm-hmm. sometimes when people are in a rush to make their purchase, they don't read all the words, even the ones that are at the very top. And just to clarify for anyone listening to the podcast who's lucky to grab a bottle, shipping early May. So, early May. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. So now say the thing that I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and it is it is I'm almost scared how popular this next one's going to be. So... We've talked about it on the podcast. You may have read it on our Facebook page. You may have seen it on Instagram. You may have read it on Reddit. You may have been one of the 500 people that signed up to Single Cast Nation the last week. <laughs> um, 
we have two wild turkey casks that have been bottled and labeled and have a nice wax top to them. Those are headed to our warehouse now, and we'll start, not now, sorry, those will be headed to our warehouse shortly, and we'll be... I wasn't trying to correct you, I was just shaking my head because I can feel the tremors in the earth right now saying this is getting close. Like right now there are people who are A, tasting pennies, and B, dogs who are barking. Uh, because this, these seismic tremors are going out. <laughs> people can feel this in their water. So what I want to tell people is... People with arthritis feeling this in their knees. Oh, I have a feeling that another wild turkey is going to be released. Hey, Marjorie, quick, grab me my Nokia. What do you mean I can't order this with a Nokia? Yes. Quick. Yes. Quick. Marjorie, grab me my abacus. It's over there on the Chesterfield. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yes. It's on its way. Carry on. So, so it's on its way. But I want to clue people in as to when we're going to put this on presale. Okay. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta look at my calendar really quickly here. <laughs> this will go on pre-sale Tuesday. Oh, May one. Mm, May day. Yep. Right May, on day, May day. May day. And if us selling out our Port Charlotte in thirty-nine minutes is any indication as to how quickly bourbon is going to sell uh, out, yeah, 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 yeah. This is going to be less than that. Yes. There, there's no doubt about that. There will be a fewer number of minutes spent yeah. with those being live and for sale. And so it's two different casks, and each of them, it's one bottle per person. But if you're lucky enough, you can get one of each. So one from Warehouse D, one from Warehouse K. And, and just know... One of them has 113 bottles, and the other one has about 150 some odd bottles. So <laughs> there you go. Not yeah, a lot. This is Not disappearing. Boy, yeah. oh boy. And then you you suggested earlier that our third retail release will be on a boat uh, the week that this podcast goes live. Correct. Yeah. So this will go uh, on a boat next week. Hopefully, be to our warehouse somewhere around July 1 awesome. and starting to hit some store shelves. And Jason, you've opened up some new markets. So, you sh right? So hopefully, where will we see these? Hopefully we'll see these added in Florida. Yep. In Tennessee. Yep. In D.C. Yes. In Baltimore, which is in Maryland. Maryland, yes. And Delaware. Look at that. So a bunch of new markets. We're going to keep on adding markets. We want more and more people to get our whiskey. So, yeah, that's some good news. Very good news. Yeah, very receptive distributors. Excited to get a product that's that's really hot and doing really well. So yeah. we're happy to share that wealth. And like you rightly say, get into the hands of more consumers. <laughs> and release number four 
is going to be hot on the heels of be. release yeah. number three. Yeah. Pre-selected. Um, yeah, so. pre-selected, ready to be bottled. So, so there you go. Perfect, man. That's good catching up news as well. And let's finish with a misconception. Take us home, brother Joshua. I was doing a tasting and telling people basically how whiskey is made, right? Giving them the, the primer of, you know, water, yeast, barley, thyme in a cask. Did you just say primer? Did I say primer and use it incorrectly? You said primer. Is that what it is? I don't know. It's, it's not a primer. primer. It's not a primer. No, it's, it's a primer. Right. What kind of coat of paint do you put on your wall before you put the actual paint over the top? Oh, I put a primer. But this okay. is a primer. Okay. Interesting. This is this is primer AF. As a Frenchman, as everybody knows now. <laughs> okay. Continue. I, by the way, I by the way use that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was in, so really quickly, I know we need to go on, but I, I need to say this. So I was on vacation with my beautiful wife and family Mazel. in in Mexico, and we were swimming in this underground, like, lazy river. Was it, was it 10 a.m., 10 as a Mexican? <laughs> Isn't that what that means? 10 a.m. Yeah, 10 as a Mexican. 10 as a Mexican. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm, I'm following. <laughs> and there, there, we get to this part where there's, you know, you could take pictures, right? It's this picturesque point of the swim. And, and there's this guy with his girlfriend, and he's got his camera. And he says, should I switch this to, to video AF? <laughs> and they start laughing. And she says... She says, I don't think that AF is what you think it means. And I said, it's totally what he thinks it means. And they start laughing. And then I drop it. I said, it means his video is a Frenchman. (laughs) 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 And we all laughed and everybody laughed. laughed and drank and ate. It's like a scene from Shirley Valentine. (laughs) (sighs) So... Yeah, but and by the serious business of misconceptions. Of misconceptions. So, yes. Ben had that interesting misconception that we sort of tied to bourbon being, you know, at two years it becomes straight bourbon. So last week I was doing a tasting and I was telling people about all of the components to make a whiskey, right? Barley, yeast, water, and casks. And thyme. And... We started talking about bourbon casks and why there's so there are so many bourbon casks in Scotland maturing Scotch whiskey. And someone had said, Well, I can't believe that Kentucky is putting out so many bourbon casks. And I said, Well, yeah, they they are putting out a lot of bourbon casks, but not all bourbon comes from Kentucky and not all bourbon casks come from Kentucky. And they said, Oh no, no, no. To be bourbon it's got to be made in Kentucky. Ah, uh, that old chestnut. Right? Yeah. And it's it's one you hear over and over again. It said, said, no, 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 that's 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 not it. Bourbon can be made anywhere in America. And they said, no, it's Kentucky. That's where they make bourbon. <laughs> and, and then and we were in a store. We were in a store, and I pointed to a bottle of, of High West. And I think it was American Prairie or whatever. I say, you see that bourbon there? I Ameri- said, yeah. American Prairie? Yeah, American Prairie. 
And I said, yeah. And I said, have you had that one? They said, yeah, that's a, that's a good bourbon. <laughs> and I said, that is a Utah-based company mm-hmm. that purchased bourbon from Indiana <laughs> and put it in their bottle. And they, what, what, what? And it's just, it's so interesting. You know, all of the, the major whiskey, like the big distilleries, yes, of course, it's Kentucky. But so much bourbon is Indiana. So much is used to be Pennsylvania. New York has a ton of bourbon producers. Connecticut does. California does. Chicago, right? It's all over the place. So if someone says to you, bourbon can only be made in Kentucky, well, you can now tell them, no, it can be made anywhere in America. But to clarify, IPAs can still only be made in India. Yes, yes. Okay, Uh, to clarify. And and to make a double IPA, (laughs) it has to be made by two Indian people that are pale-skinned. Yes. (laughs) In India. (laughs) Pale-skinned Indians, two of them, making ale in India. I think that's how the... Perfect. The the in, yeah, the well, IBA. What what's going to be great is in a couple of weeks there's going to be a beer podcast saying, okay, so as you know we cover a beer misconception every week. Here's the wackiest thing I've heard this <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, wait till they start making New England pale ales in California. That's what I'm waiting for. They do. There's Nyepas Nyepas made by. A bunch of people, New England style IPAs. Anyway, anyway, that, that's okay. that's that's for another time. All right, Jason, you have to go cook food for your family. Joshua, you have to go cook food for your family. I can't. I can't. Oh, you still don't have any of your furniture back in your we don't have your a, we, we don't have a stove. We don't have a refrigerator. We don't have <laughs> a, a dining room table. So our insurance company is going to pay for us to go out for hibachi. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, it's nice. Make sure you get the sake. Uh, You know what? I always need sake with my sushi. Power to you, my friend. (laughs) This has been wonderful catching up. Yeah, it has. It has. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Wednesday. I'm very much looking forward to that as well. It's going to be a whistle stop tour. No. Whirlwind tour? I don't know. I'm going to see you for a very short amount of time. Hmm. But uh, thanks to the listeners for continuing to support uh, as we've recapped a number of things. Hopefully the live Westland podcast went over well. I know that only went out in the last couple of weeks, and so we haven't heard uh, much feedback on that one. So if you've got any thoughts on how the live podcast went, anything we could do, we're going to do another live podcast in June. Uh, More details to follow. We did get a little bit of feedback, just quickly, on that one. And it was actually by Paul Marco, Uh where he posted on our One Nation Under Whiskey Facebook group page the scotchwhiskey.com article about has whiskey become too geeky? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, did the author of this article just listen to your most recent podcast <laughs> uh, yeah I, I had somebody in a store the other day I pointed out oh glad to see you've got some Westland there and the guy said how do they get so much flavor into that product and I said 
Well, I highly recommend listening to my podcast. Mm-hmm. We've interviewed Matt Hoffman a few times, and we just had him explain the whole distillation process with an <laughs> with an answer to a question where we had to take a break from the answer to clear our brains. And so I tried to give him the shorthand version. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, he was his interest was piqued. But good to see Westland's got. Um, Good, good following, and that, that was in Florida. Uh, I yeah. was talking to that guy about Westland. So nice. So before we wrap it up, I just you know we we went over a lot of questions, so I just want to remind people only how fair to get in touch with us. If you've got some questions, uh, please reach out to us by email questions at one nation under whiskey dot com uh, by Twitter, uh, which we had some questions come through Twitter, and, and I've got a address them or we have to address them in a future episode okay uh, it's at one nation whiskey you can uh, direct message or just post to us there and through Instagram it's at one nation under whiskey and then through Facebook just search out one nation under whiskey in the Facebook search bar you'll find our Facebook business page and also our Facebook group you can post questions there you can join the group there you can join the conversation there it's always good, good, fun stuff. Awesome. Well done, Joshua. Thank you. And thank you for patrolling those places on our behalf. You're welcome. That's It's that work that allows you to purchase more mics. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get some more, by the way. Um, <laughs> cool. So I raised my glass, Jason. Yes. To you. Thank you. Seems warranted. Our, yeah. I raise it to our listeners. For sure. And to myself to drink the last of this Kilhoman port cask. Down the hatch, champ. Mm-mm-mm-mm. See you today, the day the podcast goes live. <laughs> and we'll talk to our listeners in another couple of weeks. Sounds good. Cheers. Cheers. Mississippi, Mississippi, two Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, Mississippi, four Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi, five Mississippi, six Mississippi, six Mississippi, seven Mississippi, seven Mississippi, eight Mississippi, eight Mississippi, nine Mississippi, nine Mississippi, ten Mississippi, ten Mississippi. Beautiful. Okay, you keep we're lined up. You came in late every single time. Mm, I don't think any of that's true. <laughs> oh, there's not enough booze for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The good news is mm-hmm. we're recording mm-hmm. and hopefully it's going to sound good. <laughs>